robots, roll out. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Alright, welcome to Dungeon Crawlers Radio. We're still here. You're still Woo! listening to us. And we've got some lots of excitement. So, uh, yeah, the team isn't here, but we've got several individuals. I'm gonna, since I've already announced them before, I'm going to let them announce themselves. So we're going to start on the right. Bob Defendi. Nathan Croft. James Weimar. Richard Baxter. Alright, so this show's going to be a little bit different. Uh, the other shows, we've kind of had some topics to discuss. Now we're going to throw out some questions uh, to the guys here. Uh, on the show, and then we're going to hear their input. And a lot of these questions I thought of just because James is going to be on the show. And, you know, there's a few in here for Nathan as well. Yes. Yes. Answer, so, yes. and you, you, can, you can side with whatever or just say, nope, I'm not touching this. So uh, I'm going to start with the very top one. This is pretty simple, but I, I know this is going to jump into James Court. Do Balrogs have wings? <laughs> Bob no. looked like he wanted to answer. No. No, they, they don't have wings. They do not. Why not? Uh, because everyone has ever, that's ever died has died by falling. Okay. <laughs> Tolkien says that, they, uh, that, that, uh, the darkness, that darkness spread out from the Balrog in great wings of darkness. Mm-hmm. It was not meant that he literally had wings. It was metaphorically. What if right. they're like yeah. chickens? Because chickens can't fly either. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> they're just really big wings that don't actually work. So, so, so you're saying a Balrog is a giant fiery chicken? A fire penguin? That's a little bit. I'm not agreeing with Nathan. <laughs> I'm just saying what? If. I'm not saying you. That's you just how they made a, a Balrog, which is kind of the coolest thing ever? in in there. This weird demented <laughs> chicken. That's what I do. It's like, James agrees with me and the Tolkien professor. It, it, it's like Gandalf walks up to the, you know, the bridge and he's like, you shall not pass, and up walks Foghorn Leghorn, <laughs> all in flames. <laughs> what well, I see, what well, I see. Yeah. Oh. I, I watched the movie, so I, I saw wings. <laughs> yeah. The movie showed wings. Although the, the more common Balrogs are medieval fantasy. Yes. The only Balrogs I'm associated with are actually from space. Okay. Where wings are useless. Yes. Jetpack, yes. So mm-hmm. then why, wings, does, no. why does Cthulhu usually have wings? Cthulhu's not from space. Nope. Well. It kind of is. Kind of is. Water. A little bit. Yeah, well, it's underwater. Well, it's from go. space. There you go. Once again, underwater wings. So, 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 he, so he's got all of his bases penguin? covered. If he needs to fly across the ocean, he can. If he needs to swim, he can do it. He's like an octopus merged with a penguin. He's yeah. made out of the consistency of like cottage cheese. Yeah. He's the demon version of a platypus. Yeah. They're, they're actually flippers, I think. Yeah, flippers. <laughs> they're, they're all bad in there. Bad flippers. They're bad all right. flippers. So we've got that one. Uh, so the next one. And who is the best doctor and why? Oh, I got that. Okay. Matt Smith. Matt Smith, why? Oh, yeah. Because the River Song storyline is by far the funnest. Okay. Uh, Rory, Amy, that stuff is 
awesome. And although people have different doctors that they like for mm-hmm. different reasons, it's really those people that make the story that awesome. So, so what is your opinion? Uh, there's kind of been this rumor going around that Matt Smith wants to come back to play the doctor, and they really want him to come back after Peter Capaldi's run has ended. Do you think that would work? There's always, have you seen that show? It'll, it'll work. It'll they work. just will say it, and it will be, and there's no question. I mean, we've already seen David Tennant's character regenerate into David Tennant. Right. So, I mean, there's nothing stopping you. I'm a David Tennant man. Yeah, yeah. I, I like David Tennant. I, yeah. And for me, it's that Christmas special. Um, it's the what, what man am I speech. Yes. Uh, I think it's the best speech ever delivered by any doctor ever, and I will always love David Tennant most because of it. Plus yeah. his shoes and 3D glasses. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I jumped in That's really late, reason. and I started really watching it around Matt Smith, and then I went back. Oh, yeah. And, but David Tennant, man, he, he can really pull it off. I, I really liked, enjoyed him. I really liked the first season of the new stuff with Christopher... Eccleston? Eccleston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really liked his doctor. And um, I feel like the writing didn't support as good of a doctor as he would have been. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think, I think I the agree. writing did not do him justice. But because the writing was amazing, Matt Smith wins by virtue of his friends. Well, Matt I'll Smith had a lot... His companions, definitely. Had yeah, a lot was. fewer crappy episodes than Tenet had. Oh, and yeah. it's like a Batman. It doesn't really matter who the Batman is. Mm-hmm. It's all the supporting cast that makes it go. I, 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 I have seen some... Shitty Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, you can drop the ball, but on average, all the Batman are basically just, you know, it's the a same mask. character, yeah. Yeah, and, and so you really, most people tend to like the movies or whatever based on the bad guys or the supporting cast. Yeah. Same thing, in my opinion. Okay. So, um, let's go to this one. Uh, just because I know this is going to get a reaction out of Nathan. Which is worse? Chicken. A horde of zombies walking around you and they're very hungry, or a horde of Pokemon Go players walking around you. Are they hungry? <laughs> and they're hungry. <laughs> Depends on what team they're on. What's the difference again? <laughs> I know, it's almost the same thing. So Pokemon Go players are more likely to bump into you. <laughs> but yeah, the difference is the zombies will look where they're going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All the Pokemon, Pokemon Go on, players guys. are just looking down until they run into you. I'm just going to play Pokemon for the rest of the game. He's going to play Pokemon Go on us. See? I'm, wearing, I'm wearing a Team Instinct yeah. t-shirt. He, he, right he's, got, he's gone to zombie mode. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. DC or Marvel? I got nothing on this one. I, nothing? I, I'd say Dark Horse. Dark Horse? That? Okay. Like well, they're te- yeah, they're that's, that's technically owned by Marvel now, isn't it? No. Think so. No? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, Dark Horse had the Star Wars contract. Star Wars Disney Hellboy. bought Ooh, Star Wars, yeah. they pulled it and gave it to Marvel. Oh, okay, okay. That's maybe why, I, that's why I'm confused entity. then. Okay. Right. Uh, Marvel. Marvel? Yeah. I'm going to say my heart lies with DC, but they've really been not pulling their share lately. At the beginning of Rebirth, I almost switched. Yeah. And then they've just not pulled it out. I d- yeah. I, I really want to be a DC fan. Mm-hmm. And actually, I like to root for the underdog. And now that Disney has Marvel, I really want DC to succeed badly. So yeah. that we're not in a Monopoly situation with comic mm-hmm. characters. I'm just but, waiting for help. I mean, three. DC will always have Batman and Superman, who <coughs> are the two big ones. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, I mean, the, the, well, the, the three like majors the is Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. And I, and I would say Spider-Man's probably third out of those three. Yeah. You know, um... 
Post Avengers, they're losing their, they're losing it. There's more Avengers fans than Batman fans, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I don't think of the comics though. No, but that, like, I'm just saying in the, the world, movies and the comics like don't affect each other at all. No, no. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and newer readers or new kids interested, their their experience is going to be what they see in the yeah. the movies and that, and then they're going to go, oh, read the comics, and who knows. But uh, you know, I, I've definitely, I've always been a DC fan, but I'm not impressed with the movies. The movies have just oh, they're bought. so bad at movies. I know they had the lead for a while. Yeah, they were pulling out the movies when Marvel couldn't sell anything. Yeah, but Disney just stomped them. But their anim, <laughs> their the DC animation stuff is amazing. But Although you know, and you say that a lot in the show, I would argue that the bar that you're measuring them by mm-hmm. is very low. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, like I like the DC animation. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the best animation stuff out there. But if I compare it to any DC movie, I think the movies, the live action movies, probably better. Um, because I mean, let, let, take for example, uh, you know, uh, Assault on Arkham, which was a great, great storyline for Suicide Squad. That's who it focuses on. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the Suicide Squad movie, and you're like, why didn't they go with that story? It makes so much more sense. <laughs> well, every time, you yeah. have a good villain, and it's just great. And then Suicide Squad just like fell on its face. And I, I liked Flashpoint. I like... Uh, Flashpoint was a great... Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't a great movie. It was a great animated movie. Yeah, you're right. You know, it, you know the, uh, every one of the... Like, Mask of the Phantasm, great Batman animated story. Yeah. Not a great movie. It was a Correct. good movie. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. yeah. Um... Suicide Squad was kind of a disaster, so that's... Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, so I... Yeah. I, I, I just think they do a good job. They but, do do a great job. But as far I mean, as, like, movie content-wise, Marvel's really hit it out of the park. I mean, they've taken some characters that even I haven't liked, like Iron Man and Thor, and I actually like the characters I, I see on the big screen, you know, I and hear they're a lot enjoyable. of people complaining about there not being a Black Widow movie yet, and I'm like, don't bitch that they're not putting out a bad... Black Widow movie. I know. Right? <laughs> um, you know they haven't figured out how to make the good Black Widow movie yet. Don't. And there's a there's things going on with Black Widow that doesn't happen with a male superhero because mm-hmm. of ratings. Um, the you know if they have Black Widow uh, be a badass and still be vulnerable, it's an R rating instantly. Yeah. Um, so you, I mean there there are logistics there that they have to solve. Yeah. Um, like what happened with Elektra. Yeah. Everybody yeah. loved her in Daredevil, and then. Bam, well, and the they charts. had to cut every single scene where she had like realistic fight moments in Daredevil to have the one scene where the sigh goes through her leg um, because uh, anymore and they got a rated R, and so they had to cut like all of her fight scenes to keep the sigh going through her leg. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. But anyway, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I whenever somebody says something's delayed, I'm like delay. Yeah. God bless. No, I mean, you want to do reshoots on Star Wars, please. Well, and you know, everyone's <laughs> been complaining about we haven't gotten a Wonder Woman movie yet, but now they finally seem yeah. to have found the right yeah, now they, person they, they and the chemistry. It out. Yeah, and Good I'm God. really hoping for that. They just needed her to be the only character anyone liked in that movie. Yeah, just what we needed. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, um, who? Okay, here, here's another one. Your opinion, who would win, Terminator or RoboCop? Oh, that's easy. Okay. Go first. Terminator, I'd say. Terminator? Why? Why do you think Terminator? Because that's what he does. 
Because it, it takes a giant metal press to kill him, and you can kill uh, Robocop with a jackhammer? Yeah. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> and, and he's probably running Windows 3.1. No disagreement here, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except for the new Terminator, or Robocop. I don't know about that one. That one was kind of interesting. Yeah, no, I I did dislike the movie. It's just yeah. that he's a lot he's a lot less uh, invulnerable than the than the endoskeleton is. Yeah, the endoskeleton is is a very tough piece of hardware. Nathan, nothing. No, I got nothing. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna save the last one, that one for last. So, uh, ninjas or pirates? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> pirates. Pirates. I love pirates. Why not pirate ninjas? I don't get the ninjas question. are lame. What's Unless they're turtles. Why not? Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There were Pirates. It happened in history. That's okay. They're, they're not in this discussion. It's, a, it's actually a very simple mathematical proof. Okay. You start off with equal numbers, yes. and the pirates just slaughter, right? Until you get down to one ninja, and then that one ninja kills all the pirates. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're left. And so the, the, the one ninja... So it's ninjas versus pirates. Yes. Neither wins. Ninja versus pirates. Ninja wins. Gotcha. So when it's one ninja... Right, it's the, the inverse game over. ninja rule. Okay. Right. The, the, the less ninjas there are, the more powerful they are. Sweet. If they're yeah. real ninjas, you don't see them anyway, so you don't know them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you know that ninjas are, like, the whole image we have of modern ninjas is based on kabuki theater? <laughs> no. Yeah, real ninjas were probably probably just dressed like everybody else. Mm-hmm. If they were going to be around peasants, they dressed like peasants. If they're going to be around samurai, they dress like samurai. You know, whatever blends in. Mm-hmm. Um, but... In the Kabuki theater, when you wanted to have a ninja, you dressed them like a stagehand because the audience goers were trained to ignore stagehands. Stagehands were ah. completely invisible to them. So the ninjas would dress like stagehands and then they would kill a person and to the audience, it would look like that person appeared out of literally nowhere. Just like they were completely invisible and then they just appeared out of nowhere because all, the whole audience had been trained never to see them. Huh. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, That's so the actually whole pretty black cool. gee get-up thing is all just dressed like a stagehand. That's why pirates are better. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't have any good proof except for I just like them more. <laughs> but that was good. Because they're dressed to show up. He, he's you thinking know about it. Robert De Niro in Stardust. <laughs> no. That's not it. Sure. Yeah. That was a bad movie. <laughs> all right. So, um, Star Trek or Star Wars? Dude. What? <laughs> I'll just not say it because I'll get, I'll get too excited about this argument. Just catch a Pokemon. Come on. Yeah. Jump was in. It, was it this show no, where, am, like, three weeks ago I heard somebody say that uh, Star Wars or Star Trek was 100% more scientifically accurate than Star Wars? Yep. And I was like, oh, come on, Star, Star Trek is 100% less scientifically <laughs> accurate than Star Wars. I had to listen to him talk about this for 15 minutes <laughs> at, at Comic-Con. At Comic-Con, yeah, He's yeah. Like, <laughs> Star Wars never makes the mistake of trying to explain anything. Yep. Okay. Star Trek explains lots of stuff and gets it all wrong. <laughs> I'd have to say, for me, Star Wars because I was the right age. Yeah, and and the movies, the original movies, revolutionized film. Oh, they did in front yeah, of my eyes. Yeah. And although I loved Star Trek for what it was, and Buck Rogers and all that stuff, mm. I loved anything from space. The, Buck the Rogers. Star Wars level that it, the next level that it went to, that'll always hold a place for me. But the new Star Trek movies. Oh, I, I are fantastic. I'm a fan of both. Star Trek was my first love because I, I remember a world watching science fiction without Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So Star Trek was my first love, and I love Star Trek still, and I love Star Wars. I just um, get mad whenever somebody says Star Trek is scientifically accurate. (laughs) J.J. Abrams making Star Trek more like Star Wars was, for me, the beautiful dream. It was. I like that. No, I agree. I I never was a big fan of the older Star Trek, and then after the new stuff, I, I enjoy them. They're great. They're fun. But, oh, but if somebody I, William says, Shatner do you talking? want the Millennium Falcon or the Enterprise? You take the Enterprise. Although I think Shatner, No, I take the Falcon. No, you Shatner, take the Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can buy a couple of Falcons at least, right? I mean, as far as spaceships go, Enterprise is as but high see, as see, here, Here's my argument on that. The Falcon you can pilot just with one man. The Enterprise, you can't. But you can sell it and buy the Falcon and a bunch of other stuff. And then the Falcon has three droid brains. You can park the Falcon in your little teeny parking argue. spot. And in they the argue, back of your yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, you city can fly size your Falcon ship. around and, the, the and I think, Enterprise. And I think Shatner gets a bad rap. No, I, I, I think there, there's a There's a scene at the end of Balance of Terror. Um, Balance of Terror, one of the subplots is there's a young couple that's going to get married, mm-hmm. and the, the future groom gets killed during Balance of Terror. And it ends with them in the chapel and Kirk... Spoilers. ...telling the... <laughs> from 66. <laughs> Spoilers from 66. <laughs> uh, uh, telling the... You know, consoling the bride that her husband had died. You know, and she's at the chapel where they were about to be married. And he walks out, and they don't put any music. They roll the credits on Shatner walking out. And there's a 30-second scene of him walking from the chapel, walking down the hall, and you see him turn from this man who just had to do the hardest thing in his life back into Kirk just mm-hmm. in stages you see yeah. him like rebuild himself and it's just an amazing piece well, of film and the thing that I don't like is the speech pattern as far as him as an actor he, you know I've seen some other stuff where he's later on he's a great actor it's just the, well, the, the, the speech, speech pattern, pattern. Was, was exaggerated too it happens yeah. like on two episodes uh, it doesn't it doesn't do it very often yeah <laughs> and it's just, that always annoyed me uh, see I I thought it was a great piece of character work yeah because He's iconic, and an actor making someone iconic is really the highest level. Oh yeah, that's no. you know he did the best job anyone could do at the time. At the time, yeah, no, I, I, agree. I stole a line read from Shatner. I would do this. I was doing this Book of Mormon play, and my first line in the play was, "All I have to say is that our God fought with us today," and I would choke up on the word God every time I said it. And everybody would come up to me afterwards and go, oh, my God, that was so moving. That was just the most, just such a moving way to start the play. I mean, how did you, where did you channel that spirit? I couldn't tell them that I got it from the end of Wrath of Khan, where it goes, <laughs> out of all the souls I've met in my encounters, his was the most human. You know, and he, and he, and he can't get human out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally stole the line. You can't tell that to a bunch of actors. Oh, no, I, no. I don't know my muse. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Okay. I still like Star Wars. It's got to end on the Star Wars. I love Star Wars. It's my favorite. That's okay. My parents are Trekkies. I came out Star Wars fan. Go figure. So, uh, all right, last one. Ewoks versus the Empire. How in the world can that physically be possible? A bunch of little teddy bears with no technology take down Imperial stormtroopers and scouts in, you know, Advanced technology. The writer has to watch Vietnam on newsreels. <laughs> I wish I was Brian Young right now because he would lay you out. No, 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 um, no, no. But no, no. there's the whole... You can take him. I'm going to try and paraphrase what I heard from Brian Young. All right. So that's, that's what you, dear listeners, are suffering through uh, now. Paraphrase. The Jedi failed... Uh, like, like the, you know, they were in power. They were, I mean, you know... Mm-hmm. 
Uh, they were, you know, we all know what they were. Yeah. And they started falling and they started failing at recognizing um, that lives, you know, that, that the little people, uh-huh. you know, mattered. That, that the idiots of the galaxy, the clumsy, annoying Jar Jar Binkses of the galaxy matter because they, you know, are sapient, sentient creatures as well. Um, and Liam Neeson, his character, um, tried to, to to teach the Jedi and tried to continue that, uh, and you know, and he died, and the, and the Jedi fell. Um, and that what Jar Jar Binks does, uh, that lesson that the Jedi did not learn, Yoda repeats to Luke Skywalker in Empire, and Luke doesn't get it, and Yoda says he's not ready because Luke realizes that, or, or Yoda realizes that Luke cannot learn or doesn't. It seems, it seems like Luke cannot learn what the Jedi could not learn. Uh, I think the Ewoks are that same lesson. Um, it's those small, insignificant, cute, cuddly teddy bears that could never do what they did. Yeah, so they can't actually penetrate Stormtrooper armor. It, <laughs> it took the Jedi that is Princess Leia yeah. to do it. And how do you smash an ATST with two giant logs? I mean, this is supposed to repel Physics. everything. No. I. Okay. This it is, smashed like no, it was at a tinfoil. And, and that was the one I was most likely shields. to give them because at least then they had some physics working on the Yeah. <laughs> when they blaster shields, they're made light. They're made, you know, to, to reflect, you know, plasma and stuff, not, you know, physical. When I, who does that anymore? Well, when I talk like. to Jar Jar haters. Yes. Um, I tell them, I was 12 when the Ewoks defeated the Empire, mm-hmm. and it was right. Yeah. And here's the thing. George Lucas made movies for 12-year-olds. Yeah. If you think that Ewoks can't defeat Stormtroopers, you are taking yourself and Star Wars too seriously. (laughs) This is about stories. It's Mm -hmm. about positive, optimistic views of the universe. And it's about a kind of vision where kids matter. I just wanted to see like 10,000 dead Ewoks. And then I would have bought it. <laughs> just killing fields of dead Ewoks. There was a few. <laughs> yeah, the stormtroopers dying because their breather masks gave out. The poisons from all the dead Ewok bodies finally overtook them and they died. That's the little too war of the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I still would have liked to see that. Oh, there was some video floating around the internet. It says This is what really would have happened at the Death Star explosion. You see stuff falling through the skies and burning Ewoks up. and Yeah. So... Although, if you look at history, though, yes, the, the Revolutionary War. How did we beat England? Yeah, but we were yeah. using equal technology. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but we didn't have all, as many guns or boats. Or yeah. We had France. Yeah, well, and <laughs> and then they were doing you know Indian warfare where they were hiding and ambushing and stuff like that. But I st- yeah, yeah, we lost almost every battle in the Revolutionary yeah. War. Yeah, I, I just don't understand Ewoks with sticks and stones team. against blasters. It, I think yeah. possibly. If I was forced to come up with an explanation, I would say that the movie does not accurately represent the incredible numbers of Ewoks. That's what I'm saying. That's true. Just the killing field. You saw every single stormtrooper. Well, we know there were a thousand stormtroopers. But there are literally tons of Ewoks. The problem is, we know there were a thousand stormtroopers. Well, and they didn't really have to. He says that. But if they're scattered all over, they only had to battle at this one location. There was a thousand at that base. Yeah, 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 because he said that he brought an entire legion. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. A thousand, couple of that guy was probably wrong. 
<laughs> Some dude who says stuff. Who knows? <laughs> no, I mean, you, you are right. I mean, there was an entire Ewok village, and there was a so there's rock probably involved. thousands upon thousands more than we actually saw. If we're gonna go really serious, we could take the lesson that America learned in Vietnam, when we had all the weapons and all the tanks and all the cool stuff, and we were basically fighting the equivalent of human Ewoks. Right. I mean, they had they had they had stuff, but I'm saying if you look at the technological advantage, mm-hmm. we should have stomped all over. Yeah, North but Korea. the gap was much smaller than the gap. Between sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what Russia learned in Afghanistan, and we've not been able to learn properly yet either. Which is this: when people would rather die than lose, you cannot beat them. Yeah, that's a fact of war. Okay, you have to have somebody who's willing to lose to live. Or you will never, ever win. That's what Sun Tzu teaches. Um, He had the six types of ground. And, um, you know, he goes through all of the different types of ground. And one of them is dying ground. And he says dying ground is like when you're on a sinking boat. Or dying ground is when you're completely surrounded. You have no way to escape. And um, he advises his generals, put your men on dying ground. Because if you put your men on dying ground, they will win every time. And he says... Always leave your opponent a way out. Yeah. So they are never, not on dying ground. Never put ground. your opponent on dying ground. Always put your own men on dying ground. Which yeah. is the exact opposite of how you think you should do it. Hmm. And if you're an Ewok and this technology is overrunning your planet, it's probably pretty easy to believe that this is your apocalypse. Yeah. I just want to see the 10,000 dead Ewoks. <laughs> I'll draw you a picture. <laughs> hmm. Someone should paint that. I'm sure there's fan art out there. You can yeah, there, there, look there, there, up. There probably is. <laughs> keep their ratings yeah i mean they had to keep the ratings but yeah okay so that good to know that is the end of the, the question. darkest question for the last yes <laughs> which we went everywhere with that okay so um we're gonna wrap this up we're gonna go and uh stay tuned because the next episode uh is actually gonna be a rather unique one so uh, bob is going to be interviewing me uh, so if you've ever wondered what happened or where Dungeon Crawlers came from or anything like that, uh, definitely check out the next episode because you will get to learn that. So with that said, we're out of here. And with that said, it's a wrap. Another Dungeon Crawlers episode down in the history books. So everyone, please, please, I can't say it enough, but please jump on, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, let your friends and family know about us, because we want to make Dungeon Crawlers a household name. If you're thinking geek, we want Dungeon Crawlers to be one of those first names that comes to mind. Uh, You know, we've got tons of listeners in the U.S., in Canada, in the U.K., and several other locations throughout the globe. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's real. I mean, the geek revolution is worldwide. We want everyone to be part of it. We want you guys to know about great authors, great game designers, great TV and movie personalities, and we've got some really cool stuff that we're planning for 2017 that we're working behind the scenes on. There's some really cool stuff that we have coming in the weeks to come just to finish out the year, and we really want to make the show something amazing. And the best part is we want you involved as well. We want you to be a part of the fun that is Dungeon Crawlers. We love hearing from our listeners. We love hearing feedback. We love having you part of the conversation as well. So uh, if there is an author that you know that you want on, let us know. And not only that, we'll let you ask some of the questions. You can send in your requests of the questions, and we'll ask those those individuals, whether it's a game designer, whether it's an author, 
or, or so on and so forth. So please, please follow us on Facebook, like us on Twitter. That's where you're going to see all the information, and that's where you can communicate it with us almost on a daily basis, almost in real time, which is awesome. Again, we've got some cool stuff coming, and please... You know, check out some of these authors we've had on the, the shows. You know, James Wymore, his Theocracide, his Chronology, as well as The Actuator. Great books. He's got several others out there. Uh, just look up James Wymore. Uh, in a Google search, you'll pull him up. Nathan Croft, Humunculus and the Cat. Great book. As well as Bob Defendi's Death by Cliché. I know Bob hasn't really mentioned his book, and that's okay, but I want to throw it out there because it's a great book. Bob is a fantastic guy, and he did a great job in throwing so much comedy into this book that you're not going to get all of it but what you do get it, you're just going to be belly laughing i mean it's going to be it's a super fun ride and you're going to enjoy it so with that said we're going to take off but first check out friday's show where the tables are turned where bob defendi comes in and interviews me uh, to talk about what i have in the works as well as you know how dungeon crawlers came to be because he he wanted to know and he was pretty sure that you, the listener, wanted to know as well. So with that said, check out Friday's show. It's a little different, but it's going to be awesome. And we will catch you next time.